0: Welcome to another episode of The Greatest Pod, where we discuss and debate what makes something great. I'm Ron Swallow.
1: I'm Ed Greer. And I am Producer Bill. And today we are talking greatest vacation spots throughout the multiverse. Where, out of any fictional universe, would you want to take a trip? Kind of fun, but also gets into some of the stuff we love about uh, the things we read, the things we watch, which is the world building. So really simple. I don't know if anybody's going to want to book a flight to Gotham City, but uh, (laughs) where? Oh, yeah. uh, For for the people watching. Hey, listen. (laughs) People still live there despite the crazy clowns trying to kill you with poison gas. So, like, there's got to be some cool shit going on, I would think.
2: Right. Okay. Let's try to enumerate those. Like, obviously, museums, because that's where Batman beats the Joker up. (laughs) And obviously, there's banks, large, beautiful banks.
1: On some real shit though, I think Gotham City is rife with amazing theaters. Both yeah. like cinema and plays and opera. Anything that a rich couple could get murdered behind, they have <laughs> a, they have plenty of them, right? It's like the West End on steroids.
2: <laughs> Dude, the healthy, yeah, the healthy theater scene there, and it's just like uh <laughs> Every time Joker needs a touch-up, he just goes along actor's road, like, yeah, I got some white for you. Oh, thank you. And then he kills him. 100%. (laughs) Dude, actors to blend in with, productions to hijack. Yeah, theater. That's a really good
1: call, Bill. And And, I mean, uh, honestly, like. That's a good call, Ron. I think in a little bit in conjunction with that, there's probably like a really sick fashion scene in Gotham City because where the hell else are all these flamboyant villains getting their gear from? Oh,
0: man. Oh, man. There's probably shops that literally they don't say they specialize in villain outfits, but they do.
2: Well, dude, I saw I read a uh, I f- damn it. I forgot who wrote it, but basically it was like further tales of the Batman or whatever. It was a nice fat little book for a fat little boy. It was like a fat like pr- <laughs> prose book full of short stories by like Joe R. Lansdale or oh, yeah, Allen yeah. Collins or whatever that would be about Batman doing different shit and I don't know if Lansdale wrote this one or like I think my, maybe Mike Resnick wrote it somebody with like a terse style long story boring this guy has these clients come in one uh, this, this little tailor in a little shitty shop and one client was a catwoman, one client was a Riddler, one client was this one, that one. And at the end, Batman came in himself and got some shit from this guy. This guy like unified Gotham City as like this circle of fighting and scratching and whatever. He was part of outfitting everybody. And it was just a little story about this little Geppetto guy. And it was really cool. So like, yeah gotham's probably rife with that artisans people who can make you a crossbow thingy that shoots up on the thing people that can make you x y and z these craftsmen oh, this- come to gotham to like be part of this bustling economy it's obscene 100%. it's like hey man you you on the fucking villain hardware scene in seattle yeah. No, nah, i heard gotham's way better this bat guy came along oh jesus this is booming
0: yeah and uh, you know that there's like you know how like comedians will have like the conversation like would you go on joe rogan bro Would you go on Joe Rogan? Like, and and if you're like the kind of person who morally objects to Joe Rogan, you're like, I can't do that because I, you know what I mean? So I feel like, I feel like there'd be tailors having the same conversation, just being like, being like, Hey, I can make heroes costumes, but like, let's be real villains have the money.
1: Hey, look, when Two-Face is coming in asking for suits split down the middle for, like, 80 <laughs> guys in his gang, you're not right. turning away that payday. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, you can't I be mean, a conscientious
2: tailor in this motherfucker.
0: It's <laughs> like, it's like Michael sense. Jordan being like, hey,
1: Republicans buy shoes, too. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's fucking mean, hilarious. hilarious. I mean, to be honest, like, that's always been my conception of Gotham City is, like, Because it is so sprawling and because there's just people living on top of people in every corner of it, it's like, say what you will, like, you can earn in Gotham City. You know what I mean? Like, if you got a skill or if you got wares to sell or if you're, you know, a good connector or whatever, like, there's just so much money there, despite the fact that it's also full of crazy people. And the air is like thick with noxious chemicals.
0: So I can, I'm going to say this. For visiting, I say Gotham is a weekend thing. It's like Vegas. You go sure. down to Gotham for a weekend to experience the madness, and you get the fuck out of there as soon as possible.
1: Drugs and hookers and maybe a fashion show, and then you're out. Yep, yep. 100%. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I think I think that's feasible. So, okay, let's flip it to like Metropolis, though. Is Metropolis this place where it's super cool to do drugs and have fun with this dude over your head or are all those people, God damn you motherfucker. My bad. I'm going to press my new toy. Yeah. Think about metropolis. Is that a cool place to do drugs and stuff? Or are those people in a science future where people don't need drugs because they're like mm. so productive and awesome and running around bustling. And that's why there's always something for Superman to like save. Because these these this, this town is bustling in a way that even Gotham can't compare it to.
1: You know, the the one thing I've always felt culturally about Metropolis is that it's like the most expensive city in the country. It's mm-hmm. like the rent, the public transit, the 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 groceries, the restaurants, it's all world class, but it's like you are paying Manhattan plus prices if you're doing Amazing. anything in metropolis. Yeah,
0: dude.
1: Yeah, yeah. dude.
0: And there's That's no funny. suburbs. It's all city.
1: It's like Coruscant. It's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's and like it's just an absolute marvel of like urban planning. It's like it puts Singapore to shame, right? So yeah. you really want to be there, but also like there's just no cheap way to live there.
2: Yeah. No. And and dude, the Superman prices. I think if Batman's in your city, certain areas, I guess your price could go up depending on that. But if Superman is in your zip code, that price goes up. Period. If it's known that Superman is in yours, come on, man, protecting
1: that, your area. Yeah. Oh man. I also think that like it would be a hot spot for like the Nouveau Reach. So you get like a lot of tech bros and a lot of like entertainment people. It's like you've got all these old money families in Gotham whose like ancestors started chemical companies and there were oil barons and shit. And so they've got their money parked there and they own like the penthouses and these old Gothic skyscrapers. But, like, in these sleek, modern, hyper-tall skyscrapers in Metropolis, it's, like, all new money. And so there's, yeah. like, just shit tons of, like, rich hipsters and whatnot in Metropolis. They're doing
0: mm-hmm. the – what is the thing when you, when you enclose yourself in a, a tank uh, for – you know what <laughs> uh, I'm talking what? about? Sensory deprivation. Oh, the sensory deprivation so that's tanks. That's yeah. what it is. The sensory deprivation tanks. They're doing all those while on ayahuasca and stuff 100%. like that. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's 100% where that is. That's the tech bros hanging out over there
1: but i think it would be weird too because then it's like the city is also filled with like cutting-edge scientists because like all of the most cutting-edge companies are headquartered there so you've got people who are like trying to crack the multiverse and like studying faster than light travel and how to get to space and they're like all in this city along with all these rich hipsters and i feel like like, culturally, it's very combustible, and, like, you hate it, but you love it. Like, it really is a little – it's like Manhattan on steroids, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I, th- uh, I
2: think it's got a uh, – like, it's got a Manhattan slash San Diego. Like yeah, oh, that's interesting. Dude, the, the relaxness
0: Francisco?
2: that you feel – yeah, the, re- the relaxness that you can feel in certain areas of San Diego, San Francisco, transported to the super hyper tall urbanization of a Manhattan so it's like a relaxed Manhattan. You can't tell me that would, wouldn't be a great place to live. A place yeah. where you could walk the streets at night, but it's still Manhattan. Yeah. And the
0: only the only art you get there, though, like you don't get a cool theater scene or anything like that. You only get good, like avant-garde painting art.
1: Oh, uh, see,
0: see what I'm saying?
1: 100%, museums and shit. I think I'm with you on that, but it's like... Yeah. There, you know, there's art galleries on the like hundredth floor of some 200 story building, Mm -hmm. but also I feel like metropolis artists are like using crazy technology within their art. So it's like, you know, this guy just, this guy paints a perfect, like a perfect sphere, but then embeds like anti-gravity technology in it. So it just hovers in the middle of a room. (laughs) <laughs> and like you can blow it one way or another, and like that's the sort of art that they have in Metropolis, because again, it's just the city of the future.
0: I yeah. love that you get to go so, feel like you're Superman for a minute, floating in the sky. You know what I mean? They got oh, something dude. that Aww. makes you that makes be you float. So
1: there'd be so many tourist traps like that. Like yeah. you dude, feel yeah. like Superman. And well, to dude, be, be clear, like, I will what? go to that.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, duh. Yeah. Well, we go. We go to goddamn uh, that that dizzy bullshit. Where they the dude? My girl told me about riding on the star wars the star wars ride where they just sort of pack you in and they pretend yeah. that you're a hostage and they do all this shit and i was like if you don't get the fuck out of my face with that shit oh my fucking god i cannot think of something more ridiculous to spend your fucking time doing besides maybe talking about it on a podcast the bottom line is <laughs> there'd be so much better versions of shit like that in yeah. metropolis the by the way that Superman is a really poster, fun ride the pfft, the, I'm, so, I'm sorry I couldn't hide my scoff because I just can't stand it I can't stand it I, w- I wish we had real virtual reality like uh, the metropolis here yeah flying as Superman and it really feels like it there'd be one of those there'd be like chili restaurants in Cincinnati they'd be every fucking where they'd be part of the identity of the place come be Superman for a minute that would be part, you know what I mean? There would be like franchises all over the place, differing, competing franchises. These guys don't do the flying right. You notice how it always glitches up on the corners? We're here at Dave's Flying. We got super smooth flow technology leased from LexCorp for $1,500 a minute. So you come on down here and people wouldn't fucking get it. That's what oh, that world would be like.
0: The best part is that uh, Lex Luthor owns every single one of those and, <laughs> and he's making money off of Superman's name. And it infuriates Superman uh, in our new our, our new world, but he also is like, well, this is uh, the free market, and I gotta be cool with that.
2: Yeah. So basically, Definitely. what are we saying? Like Metropolis would actually be kind of a fun vacation if you could afford it. Yeah, whereas, right. yeah, whereas Gotham seems to be like. Hey, man, it's the same people who are drawn, I guess, to New York. You can say what you want about New York. You could say that there's criminals on every corners and whores with razor blades in their mouths and whatever the fuck urban legend you want to tell. People are going to go to New York. They want mm-hmm. to go there. They want to make it there. They want to make it anywhere. What all that, sh- that shit. Gotham City is like that in that world.
1: You, you know? know what? I, I, I always think of it almost as like New Orleans. Like Gotham mm, city has that new yeah. Orleans draw. You know what I mean? Like it's weird and it's different than any other city in the country. And like you go there to party, but you don't go there to party like Vegas. Like you go there to party in a grimier way.
2: Like, and it's got this special relationship with cemeteries and the de- the concept of the dead and all this kind of yep. shit. It's got yeah, oh Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That, that's, that's the thing great. that they kind of miss. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. I love that.
0: So uh, okay, so we hit a couple comic book places. Uh, one of the problems with Marvel is like, I guess, what Genosha? Or we want to go on? We can't even go there.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, they fucking yeah. wiped that place out. Yeah, yeah, no, no I wouldn't somewhere.
2: live. I wouldn't live in the Marvel version of, of of the world for all the tea in China. I don't even really want to think about it just yet. Um, yeah. What about a magical place that you're the magic man, Ron? That sell us on one of these fucking magic places and why it's cool.
0: I mean, Middle Earth, if you're into camping and walking. (laughs) So
1: much fucking walking, though. Like, all at once, it seems like everything is just a few days walk away. But then if you read the books, it's actually like months of walking. And like, I don't even like riding a horse. Like, what am I going to do in Middle Earth? Do they have resorts at Middle Earth? Like, can I just be pampered by elves in some tree forest somewhere?
0: You know, what would be fun is to go to the Shire.
1: Because uh, at because
0: at first they would be
1: annoyed with not you. For me, I'm like four You're times the height of You're all the tall. people there. Like, yeah, no, that's like, a great point. You'd
0: be hit. You'd be hitting your head all the time. Oh. they just <laughs> they would make you great food though.
1: Uh, okay, now, yeah. now you have my attention.
0: Yeah, hobbits make great food. So if that that would be one thing to be awesome. You probably the thing you'd really love about <laughs> Middle Earth is just tasting the goods. It's like go. It actually is like going to New Zealand.
1: Probably. I mean, I mean, yeah. Famously, New Zealand was apparently the perfect stand-in for Middle Earth. I, I will say, watching that Lord of the Rings TV series on Amazon, Ooh. the way they presented Hobbit culture as like they're they they are just constantly like gardening and cooking and like their whole culture just revolves around eating. I guess the movies did that too, but we didn't spend a ton of time like there in Hobbiton. Um, I don't know. It's like I. part of me is very interested in that. But then the other part of me is like, how often am I going to get to shower? You know what I mean?
0: None. This is (laughs) like, it's like, it's like pretty version of wasteland. You're just going to be dirty. That's life.
2: Well, maybe that should be kind of a caveat that we bring up. It's funny that we talked about tech cities where, and and New Orleans boozy cities where you'd have to make a billion dollars a second just to live there. But I I just thought of the monetary part here in Mm -hmm. this, like if I was a wizard and I could, you know, wizard away my taint dust or whatever the fuck I got from being (laughs) you know what I mean if I could do that fine but like if I gotta be one of these scrubby little hairy footed fuckers I mean I'm that right now my life revolves around eating right now Like, I don't and I walk a lot right now like I I just don't (laughs) understand why I would have to be there ever like this is sounding bad and then some some orc dude might come eat me or some wraith dude might come it's just it just yep. sounds fucking bad unless you want to bonk your head all the time. Sit down. If you could be a super wizard in these worlds, that's great. But if we're talking about vacation, what's relaxing about it besides sitting really cramped up in a place smoking with some little dudes while you eat some little baby meals that are like this big?
1: Right. Here's here's my real question, though, and I, I genuinely don't know this. I think they had a prohibition, but like, could I hang out in an elf city? Because if I could... I'm yeah, just saying, don't. sign me up. Like, you're yeah. in some beautiful, shining, glowing treehouse, you know, a 100 feet above the ground, and there's waterfalls and there's magic baths that'll get you sparkling clean and also make you smell like lilacs. And it's like <laughs> their sheets <laughs> yeah. are like 40,000 thread count and everything is just <laughs> magical. Like, yeah, I'll spend a I long mean, weekend there all day. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: 100%. Yeah. That, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. No,
2: even if they're uh, assholes to you while they give you all that stuff, it's just like, oh, this so is it. far above your regular station and it's you're used to. you like, yep, elf bitch, put it down right there. One hundred percent. Yeah. Feet, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to be careful because the elf bitch might fucking stab you with a
2: sword. So hey, you know it, what? That's a that's a pre. Fucking thing of my check, I got. Hey, I'm TSA pre checked. to not get stabbed in my neck by any of you immortal fuckers. <laughs> it ain't that so, serious, and I've paid quite enough of my of my immortal soul or whatever you could give an elf to have access to their shit. Whatever I've given, it's quite enough for you to not stab me. Now please set my luggage down. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, I kind of picture it as being almost like you know going to Dubai or the Maldives, where it's like, yep. oh, you're technically in like a theocratic Islamic culture but because you're a tourist they're just like yeah you just do whatever you're going to do like we yeah, don't do fuck shit yeah. don't don't get busted too much and don't like you know yeah so we'll work long, it out if you have right, enough money
2: we'll work it out but still exactly. don't
1: <laughs> they just <laughs> so, have an inherent respect like you're a tourist whatever like you don't have to live by our rules it's fine like just just do your thing even if they're going to be a little snooty about it what if you live with
2: Damn. dwarves though? Let's let's look at all of them. So you go to the dwarf place and they're like making pinky rings oh. and shit all day or whatever they're doing.
0: No, <laughs> what are they just doing? underground mining and shit hoarding
1: gold <laughs> half all the right. fucking time? Here's my only counter-argument though. I think Did the com- a- the company would be shit. However, the surroundings would be super cool to check out. They like, would be if you're if, if you're one of the people that has like any sort of awe at architecture and ruins and you know whether it's, like, an old cathedral or, like, a pyramid or what have you, like, there's nothing more impressive than going down into, like, the great halls of uh, elvish minds. I mean, that that should be crazy cool.
0: And dwarves
1: sing sing fun songs all the time. Or
0: dwarves. Dwarves, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, dwarves love to sing songs and shit. So that could be fun, too. Like, a dwarven concert, that'd probably be dope as fuck. Yeah. So.
2: Well, yeah, I think I, one thing I was missing was, I guess, uh, if I was a hippie, I like to go kick it with the ints. Like, I would go talk to oh, them. Oh, hell like, They yes. want to hug trees all the time anyway. If they, you could go talk to a real fucking tree, mm. and then they, like, get real frustrated with them, but they would think that's part of it, and they're just like, yeah, man. It's so cool how they never tell us anything. They've been living forever and there's still no wisdom because the truth (laughs) is the wisdom's within you. You know what I mean? Like they're generation after generation. And I was thinking about the elves. Like think about, think about how little you could annoy an elf. Like they look at you and you say, Hey elf bitch. And they think about slitting your throat and then they look away and they think about some stuff and they look back and you're a sack of bones because you're dead. (laughs) <laughs> and they just, yeah. they just don't they, they've been living and you've been you know what I mean like they're yeah. immortal and you're a piece of shit that just glinted or or, or uh, skittered across the surface of them for yeah. a second you know what I'm saying that's that's why I think they wouldn't kill us they would think it's so funny to look back at you and be like wow there was there's so much gray in your beard I'm his grandson oh shit my <laughs> bad I ain't thought about y'all motherfuckers in a while I'm an elf you know what I'm saying we, we, are, we just be doing fly shit doing 720s Office stuff.
1: <laughs> i mean there's that there's that meme that's gone around about the point of view of dogs seeing humans as elves maybe elves would see humans as dogs yeah yes. so they just treat yes. us like a like a funny little domesticated creature Yes, absolutely. probably would
0: happen for sure. There'd be a few of them who are like actually respectful and thoughtful about it. But many of them, you live that long. We've talked about this in our immortal episode where it's like, would you be a little bit like above it all?
1: Mm -hmm. You know,
0: just like just like you said, like you look around and everybody's dying and it's not a big deal because everybody dies except for you
2: so i mean and yeah. your homies and your homies. Better than them. And it's like yeah. oh did you get a new human oh yeah i got this one for the parent he's a good buddy remember that one <laughs> i had he was like so energetic and stuff oh yeah uh, what's his name uh but i, I really believe what's that his name? ron swallow <laughs> dude hey like i said if one of those anyway I'm gonna make a crass sex joke I'm gonna cut that out <laughs> okay uh <laughs> just saying like if an elf lady wanted to take care of me you know what I'm yeah. saying? No, sure. Yeah. That, that would be pretty sick. So, all right. Dude, if you don't think to- that would
0: happen, because they would be like, they would be from time to time, they would definitely be like, you know what? I'm going to let this dog fuck me. Okay. Um- <laughs> 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 so you got that point.
2: God damn it. You like, tuttled, you tunneled up like the Viet Cong under the
1: fucking ground to pop up and do that. Okay. So I want to go now to the complete opposite of Middle Earth, which is a planet-wide city, would you guys want to visit Coruscant from Star Wars, the capital of the Republic? And, and I ask this because, like, I think we saw the most of it in Andor. I mean, in the prequels, too, that, that, that there was a decent amount of action on in on that planet. But, like, to me, every time I see it on screen, I'm like this would be a really unpleasant place to be. You know what I mean? Like you, you're so separated from nature and you're there's so, I mean, literally there's just people on top of people there. Supposedly the population of that planet is like in the trillions. So it's like, how would that even be a vacation spot is sort of my feeling.
0: That's, I mean, that's one of those. Eh, that's a great point, but I bet you there's sections that are like the vacation spots. Like here's where you go to gamble. Here's the weirdest dive bar in the bottom layers of Coruscant. Um, This is where you go get hookers uh, (coughs) from different alien, like different alien hookers. You know what I mean? Like all of that weird, like shit is for sure available in
1: Coruscant. Um, But but like, would they have beaches or anywhere well, with... I'm thinking
2: look. indoors because like that's what I'm thinking. Oh, that's wow. the Dubai of it all. The fucking yeah. indoor. Get, there's a whole, like, like, basically 50 floors. No, probably 20 floors of, of a building that's miles and miles wide going that way. And they just build artificial beach in there or one of those giant surf machines that they have where you, like, kind of get on there and it's true yeah. that continuous wave. But they'd have a good, realistic version of one of those to, like, get your beach on. And then they'd have, like, probably, like, big... Oh, dude! How big Coruscant is! It probably the clubs. Like, if oh. you lost somebody in a nightclub, it's like they went to another country. You get there's like visas at the different
1: sections of the fucking nightclub for the you know, yeah, yeah dude. Well, that's the other thing I think about is like how overwhelming it would be because if you think, I mean, even if you think about some place like Tokyo, um, where you know, even if you've never been, you've seen videos and you've seen photos where it's just like oh my God, there's just business on top of business and all these signs. And it's like everywhere you turn, there's a restaurant or a bar or a lounge or someplace. And it's like, what if you did that, but then expanded it vertically for like a mile. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how easy would it be to just get absolutely lost forever? And then it just makes me think about like, there's got to be people just getting completely lost all the time. Like they have to have some sort of mechanism for the people who get lost to find their way again. Like <laughs> and, do they just and have look, droids that could help out anybody like all over the place. I don't know, man. Like it's a lot. Yeah, for sure. You'd get lost in those
0: places. That's why you have to do specific things. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to somewhere in Coruscant, you can't just go see Coruscant. That's ridiculous. You, it, even when you live on Coruscant, you don't see Coruscant you know what i mean like it's it's like you've got to go okay i'm going to this section of the city to enjoy this type of food or this type of vacation but i bet you every type of vacation that you want to go on besides trees is in is in Coruscant. and even yeah. then there's, there's some a kind forest.
2: of forest yeah, yeah they I,
0: probably I, even have a building that has a bunch of shit that seems like a forest to you
1: yeah it's weird too, because you think about it. I mean, even if it's a smaller planet than earth, anywhere we could think of to vacation, whether we want to be there or not. And like any type of urban setting we could think of, there's more of those on our planet here than you could ever visit in a lifetime. Exactly. And then Think about it as if those places were just multiplied across literally every square inch of the planet, it's just crazy. It's, it's crazy to think about like it's an ecumenopolis. It's so beyond the scope of what we could actually process. It's crazy. Well, and what's the, what's up with the – okay, like
2: Bespin, that's where Cloud City is. Is yep. that correct? Oh. Okay, so like Cloud City, I was thinking about Cloud City. I actually was uh, – I don't know, man. I thought I had a Mando-spec episode because it was like – if Mando was like back in the days – and before he got all his super fresh stuff and even before he got his jet pack and he got into a, uh, an adventure on Cloud City and he ended up falling out and he ended up landing on one of these big giant mana rays that fly in space under Cloud City. Mm. And uh, there was a whole thing that happened and there was a lady Wookiee and a lot of shit. But then like the subsequent seasons had a big Wookiee guy and then they had some crime shit. And I was just like, ah, eh, fuck it. Fine, whatever. But the, in my mind, Mando, early Mando in Cloud City doing something with, with a lady Wookiee. That was a fresh ass episode to me, and I'm just thinking, Cloud City is dope, but like, their governments is all weird. Like, you got Lando one week, some asshole the next. You don't really know what's going on. They they seem to be like, for an important hub of some sort, they seem to be able to be taken over in an instant by a coup. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I wouldn't want to visit Cloud City. Is a long way of saying that?
0: Yeah, well, and that's the problem with a lot of Star Wars cities. It feels like it's like, okay, are you going somewhere under Imperial rule? Because Guess what? No fun in that fucking place. Mm. Like you got to be careful to not say the wrong thing all the time or you're getting fucking murked. And then if you're on like Tatooine, like it all sounds real cool to go visit Tatooine and watch the pod races or some shit, except for that if you're in Tatooine, you have to be a badass because at some point someone's going to try to take your shit.
2: You know what I'm thinking now, right now, uh, after all this last summer of shit that was happening at Burning Man, all the tragedy, I think the type of person who goes to Tatooine is the type of person who goes to Burning Man. You know exactly what the fuck I mean. They're they're just this type of motherfucker that just wants a stupid ass adventure and boy, do they get it. And they have to (laughs) seek it out. You know what I'm saying? Tatooine doesn't just happen to you. It's the ass water of the galaxy. you got to (laughs) seek it out. You know what I mean? It's like a way worse Australia. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're <laughs> really saying something, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> i mean, just Australia chock full right of now. deadly shit. Juice ain't <laughs> worth the squeeze. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ass place. Mm-hmm. And Australia has beaches. And, and and by all accounts, dope women and fucking mm. sharks and all types of shit people like. But hey, yeah, the hey, top, hey.
0: The Tatooine has two sons bearing down upon you at all times. <laughs> Come on,
1: exactly. You literally need to farm moisture out of the air in order to have water. It sounds like a great place to hang.
2: Dude, we keep saying Dubai, but like Tatooine is broke Dubai. Like I'm yeah,
0: I'm oh. Dubai. Oh. <laughs>
1: yeah, no hundred percent.
2: Here's the question:
1: Would you want to go to Canto Bight, that casino planet from uh, The Last Jedi? Of whatever your feelings, whatever your feelings about the Last Jedi, but yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That place actually looked pretty dope. It does, a hundred percent look dope. And I would one hundred percent go to those races of those animals too. Fuck those kids oh, yeah. for letting those things go free. I want to go well, bet on some of those races alien casinos the only
2: thing that i object to is like "Ah, i gotta learn all these rules and another Uh, language uh, and all this jazz it's just like i mean even if i had a translator just like learning all that new stuff is like ah but then i think i win an alien money and then you think well what's the exchange rate and then it just starts spiraling in my head it starts getting too much for me so like if i would want to go somewhere very simple you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) In my fantasy, I'm thinking about the exchange rate of the galactic money. I got these empire credits, and now the rebellion
0: is taken over. Fuck. (laughs) Right. Uh,
2: Right. Runaway inflation, man. Runaway inflation there. (laughs) Dude, you'd be rooting against revolution. You're just like, no,
1: I need these imperial (laughs) credits to still be good. Uh, Uh, My Bitcoin's not worth shit anymore. That's why all the Uh, rich people were on board with the empire. Are you shitting me? Of course. Yeah. 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 Yeah yep yep Um, okay how about star we're
2: talking about that these
1: days wait naboo like to go and visit uh what's his face jar jar binks
0: maybe (laughs) that
1: might be the funnest (laughs) planet
0: to visit
2: isn't that where all those giant fucking fish are well sure
0: yeah but But no
2: but don't worry don't worry there's always a bigger fish so dumb (laughs) megalodons oh. eating megalodons and i gotta talk to this misa you get a fuck out of here no fair, no, fair. No all right no all not right. at all
0: it's pretty to look at i feel like it's a flyover planet
2: of all the planets to get shot <laughs> up by the goddamn <laughs> that giant death star that super duper death star mm, they yeah. should have shot debu up, <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so <just> up. <laughs> oh would you visit endor
2: no, like they after, want to eat you. After they the rebellion. want to fucking eat you. After the rebellion, they ate a bunch of imperial soldiers and they wanted True. to eat you and then they mistook one of your party for a golden god. So no, I don't want to kick it with the little okay. bastards. That's the right. thing,
1: it's, it's like Chuckies. That's saying like would you want to go and visit like some Ooh. untamed forest in Switzerland like Maybe it, it might be beautiful, but if there's like cannibal creatures hanging out around every turn, I don't know if I'm taking that hike. You know what I mean? Fine. Like that's fine. fine. How about Kashik? It's gotta smell horrible on that planet. Yeah, it's a yeah. lucky
0: planet. Oh, yeah, it's got yeah. No, it's a great point. It's a great point. And that's hey, from a, a certain how...
2: point of view, hold up. From a certain point of view, it would smell nasty.
1: <laughs> exactly. But see, that's the thing that don't talk about enough in Star Wars. When you're mixing all these alien species, the smells have got to be really off-putting because like no, even 100%. stuff that we think would be would smell good, aliens would be disgusted by. So you can't even imagine with them all in one place.
2: Yeah. I I recently saw a Strange New Worlds episode. They talked about how Vulcans had to get used to the human smell and it and they were like being really shitty about it and stuff and I was just like, "Oh, man, that's kind of a fucked up thing to add to the canon later like yeah because they're all like sweating right. getting blown up you know when they shake the ship and they get thrown into a pile on the ground like laundry and like fuck it, they're all on top of each other sweating and stuff that's that must have been funky to mr spock anyway the point is i would much what rather if, go if- to a star War, star trek future or star trek world than a star wars world Would you
0: want to go to Vulcan? Uh,
2: No, because they're assholes, man. You don't hold your fucking fork right. You don't chew your gum right. You fucking stink. You're dumb. You can't mind. You're not
1: evolved. Your logic is way. Here's the question, though. Much like going to Japan, would they outwardly think that you're like a lower life form, but then also their women would be super hot for you? Because if mm. Mr. Spock is any indication, a Vulcan woman will get down with a human man. Yeah, Vulcan's wait a minute. Mr. Spock's mom is the is a human and his oh, dad really? is
2: a is it is a man
1: Vulcan. All right. So yeah, we we reverse, reverse my logic and apply it to women. Would women want to go and visit Vulcan? Yeah <laughs> to get some logical D? <laughs> yeah, telling, I don't know. Because I'm
0: sure they just like they're like well, they've like before the lady even shows up, they've already looked up all the human anatomy and read everything about orgasms and know exactly how to do it.
2: Oh, hold up. Hold up. And chicks love emotionally
1: unavailable men. You can't
2: Ooh. beat it. You can't <laughs> beat a Vulcan for being wow. emotionally unavailable.
1: And yeah. th- thank you for doubling down on the misogynistic under no, <laughs> that conversation. That's perfect. It's perfect. It's I mean, great. Chef's kiss. <laughs> chef's kiss. <laughs> Jeez, I, I, literally, I was waiting. I was listening to the whole conversation happen. I was like, huh, that where is interesting. The, no, but it's interesting. Like as men, you could think about like, I want to go someplace where where like the women are DTF. But women just don't think that way. <laughs> like that's just not <laughs> that's yeah, not like translatable. Oh, well, oh well, you know what? I gotta say, I heard some things
2: about the Dominican Republic from a couple of ladies. They, I they think, they're the sex tourism for girls is uh, Jamaica, um, the Dominican Republic, um, certain places on the east coast of Africa. There's lots of places where ladies go for sex trafficking. Uh, not, excuse me, sex uh, tourism.
0: I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I I pause right now. Ed, Jesus.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Sex tourism.
1: (laughs) Uh, Nice, nice. Well, I mean, we should just keep going down this road. Where do you want to go to get laid in the in all fictional world? (laughs) No.
2: Um, uh, um, there's only a few places. Um, let's see, and then you start naming like the
1: worst, man. like God, I have, oh, Fantasia. I like to fuck. You of know those that rooms. Judge Dredd mega city where they're like all <laughs> holed up in those buildings, like oh yeah, get me in there.
2: Uh, or like uh, fucking some some places like super war torn or like a fucking oh yeah, Terminator. Like Terminator yeah. when the robots are like crushing skulls in the streets. I'd love to go back there.
1: You ever seen that movie The Bad Batch where they're in like a uh, a desert wasteland that doubles as a prison. and so there's like this whole cannibal subculture, but then you get inside a walled city and it's all like, you know a sex cult. put me yeah. in there. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> um Twilex Twilex. <laughs> the t-
0: the um now to to be clear, free Twilex, not obviously, we don't like the slave Twilight. that's terrible. <laughs> all right, to be clear.
1: I'm taking a hard left turn out of space. We're coming back to Earth, not from a sex tourism standpoint, but okay. Okay.
2: That's a great idea.
1: Let's talk about let's talk about either Themyscira or Wakanda, Paradise Island from Wonder Woman or Wakanda from Black Panther. Uh, First question being: In either of those places, would they want you there or let you there to begin with? Um, Ed probably has a better chance of the two of us in one of those places. I mean, That's like, pretty clear. But yeah, then, like, they they love my rugged, handsome look. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. But then, also, like, would it like it, it? Would either place be cool to visit, or would you just feel like so culturally out of tune that it would be like oh, this is just a weird place to be? I don't know.
0: It's a great question. I mean, I would love to go see the technology of Wakanda, obviously. Like, that's, you know, that would be the coolest shit ever. And I'm sure they have, like, a stupid white boy, like, um, program where you can show up and they're like, you want to look at the smart stuff, stupid boy? And then <laughs> Well, I'm like,
1: now, now that they've opened themselves up to the world, they've got to have some of that shit.
2: Yeah, well, dude, so- If I was a if I was a Wakandans, as soon as people came into my my place, there'd be a, a slightly anesthetizing gas emitted, and I would put a virtual reality helmet on their head, and they would just twitch around for three hours, thinking oh. they got a giant tour of our country. And when they woke up, I take it off of them. You know, I, I, shortly before they woke up, I would take it off of them, and they would leave thinking they got the dopest tour, but really, we just put them in a pen. <laughs>
1: He's just sort of <laughs> kept him there. Wow, that's intriguing. really just, there's just a dystopian vision of like hundreds of tourists from all over the world just doped out in pods. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're visiting. That's, <laughs> yeah, dude. hey, time. and they always have a positive
2: experience. That's so we, true. Uh, but we don't have to show any of our secrets. It's a win win.
1: That's true.
0: I, you know, and I gotta be honest, I think going to either place would just make you feel kind of dumb. Because first off, you're going to go to and Wakanda,
1: week. yeah, yeah.
0: Know, for sure. And week. yeah, they're going to have books that are are like impossible for you to read <laughs> at most places, and they're all going to be reading them like, oh fuck, jeez, these fucking idiots. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, you're wa- You can't like join in on any of the cool physical shit they're doing. I, am. Well, I
1: just think about them as like Themyscira has to have so many stairs. Because they're all, like, perfectly athletic and strong and, you know, uh, essentially demigoddesses. Like, there's no elevators. There's no escalators. Everything is built on mountainsides. Their doors are probably made out of stone because they can swing them no problem. Like, you're there, and Mm. you're just out of breath sweating and feeling like shit the whole time. Even though it's a beautiful place. Yeah, but that being (laughs) said, I bet...
0: I bet that, like, let's say they did open up to tourism, like, like Wakanda did in the the last story we just told. Let's say they did. I bet we'd get to watch like some of the coolest fucking like fights and Olympic type shit.
1: That would be dope. I mean, yeah from the from the point of view of just going and like hanging out at the stadium and watching them do the Wonder Woman games or whatever it is. Yeah, like, I'm I'm so down for that.
2: Um, if it's that shit from the patty patty Jenkins shit that last time you keep it,
1: fair, I don't wanna fair. watch that shit. it'd be the real <laughs> if it's version that
2: of shit that, though, yeah, if it's that shit, I don't wanna watch that shit, that shit sucks but i I do think that like yeah. <laughs> just the average door being too heavy for you to push open so you got to wait for a woman to come and open it for you <laughs> that's what i'm saying I think, dude i think american men a, a lot of men from a lot of cultures frankly would have would, would not. should be like fucking drafted to go live there for a week as like yo these chicks are going to tell you everything to do you'll have to listen to them or you will die there's all kind of like, do you know what a Themyscira and pit viper could do to your fucking face All right, then you got to listen to these ladies because you're going to be you can't live in the city because you're stinky and you suck. So you got to live on this outside skirt area near the beach. It's near the beach, though. And they go bathe. Trust me, it's great. So like (laughs) you're, you're near the beach and they'll put you in your little camp and you'll do your stuff. But, man, you have to listen to everything they say or you'll die. And you got to live there for a week as this, as a chauvinistic man. You can't. You're too fucking weak to open the door. You're too much of a pussy to kill your own game. Their fucking deer take like a thirty got six round to the eye and laugh. So you got to learn all these magical <laughs> weapons and shit. You're the biggest pussy or rather pusillanimous human being that they've ever seen. Yeah. You're the weakest thing that they've ever seen for a whole week, and then you come back to your wife and you go. I'll do the dishes and I'll take the trash out and um what do you need? And I'm just fuck man. I am so glad to be physically stronger than you and in a superior position. I have to really relish this privilege. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just, you
0: just come back I'm I'm so, real proud so of this changed.
2: episode. It's a this,
0: a, this is a this is the most massage we're doing great on the
1: Will look, look we're we're covering every step on the, the- the the scale from misogyny to feminist ally we're gonna hit yeah. all of them along we're the way hit all of
0: it we're gonna hit all yep. look well, because aren't we all just a, a, a amalgam of of all of that really when it comes a bundle down to of, it we're
1: we're a bundle of contradictions I, I was mean, gonna say though on the Themyscira point I also think that they might not have a concept of a vacation like I no. think that they're they're almost like a like a Spartan style communist country where yeah, it's like yeah you're just expected to wake up and like if you're not training to go to war you're making spears and making armor or you're you know tending tending the fields like yeah everybody's going to put in like 6 to 8 hours of manual labor every day and like for and- them they don't give a shit but like if you're there and you're not pulling your weight they're like uh listen if you want to like eat our food and use our glorious baths and lay on our beautiful silken sheets like Pull your fucking weight, man! Like they they just wouldn't understand what you're doing.
0: Yep. Yeah, you're like I work forty hours a week, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> they're like, yeah,
2: and and uh, the the uh, the Temiskeran day is forty eight hours. Then the sun <laughs> goes down for two hours. We sleep. We wake up. 48 more hours of sun and productivity. <laughs> that's how the sun work here. And you're if looking, we are not working, damn. we are
0: reading and learning.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the Wait. thing, too. It's like they're edified by doing work, reading, like serving each other. So the idea of like even being pampered or whatever, like they take good care of each other because this is sort of like a, commun- uh, like a, a utopian communist ideal. But like, again... If you're expecting to get taken care of while not giving your share in kind, they're nope. just like, fuck you. Get out of here. You, you know? know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. This is, it is. now got, interesting. You know what? Frankly, I do want to visit that and uh, try to survive it and, and learn some shit.
2: That sounds fantastic. I'm in. Yeah, dude. That's
0: it. If you know, having,
2: have like David Goggins go there and be like, man. Those broads really made me run. I ran 87 miles. I mean, 87 miles. Then they gave me one teaspoon of gruel. Then I ran 87 more miles with a bunch of stuff on my back. Man, ah, stay hard. <laughs> he's, that, like, he's, <laughs> <his trail. laughs> he's on top of a mountain doing a 360 thing, being like, ah, oh, this is the roughest thing I've ever done. And that was a seal or whatever.
1: All right, Love so I, I, got a, I got a real one from the Marvel Universe, but it's very tangential to what you usually think of with the Marvel Universe. Would you be down to visit the Savage Land? <laughs> right? So you got to take, first of all, you got to take a flight over all of Antarctica, which is sort of a feat in and of itself, and then you got to land, and like we all understand it's called the Savage Land for a reason, but also, you get to fucking see dinosaurs. And, like, to me, there's a real trade-off there. Like, mm, like, people already go and, like, make trips down the Amazon just to see the wildlife. Like, would you do the same in the Savage Land to see the fucking dinosaurs? I don't know.
2: I don't, I don't know what the deal is with people charging me money to get eaten by stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and yeah, no, there's there's a whole
0: industry. Uh is there camping? You got a camp?
1: No, listen, I don't think I don't think the savage land is there's no government and so there's no companies, like nobody's renting you a campground or anything. <laughs> like you're just fucking showing up. So, like, yeah, there's camping if you got a tent and the balls to do it. You know what yeah. I mean?
0: No, this yeah. is a no for me. This is That's a no a, for me. A
1: strong no from Ron. Here's what I'm thinking. I don't even like camping, bro. Well, no, I don't either. But I, if I find myself Lord Kevin Plunder, me and Kazar, I'd hang out with yeah. Kazar for like five, six days.
2: Yeah. Okay. I mean, if he, okay. it, oh, dude, that's it. The bear grill is shit. The oh, bear grill shit. Yes. He's like, he comes to you with this fucking saber tooth tiger and he's like, now you can lean up against Zabu for worth, but he will occasionally try to kill you. Anyway. Uh, and it starts tra- training you how to do the shit in the trees and, and this type of insect. Grab it, eat it. Good source of protein. This one, come to me. He will kill you. Anyway, <laughs> and just all of these different rules, dude. That that would be awesome. And then like killing stuff with with Kazar. Kazar, him like running up a tree and jumping on an Allosaurus's neck and snapping it. And then it's like we we eat good tonight. you see?
1: I you mean, <laughs> just watching a dude do that is like worth the price of admission. You know what I mean? I mean like okay. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. and
2: Shanna the She Devil come by?
1: Yeah. Be like and
2: and Kezar makes her some sandwiches. Okay, since you said we were big massages earlier. Shanna uh-huh. the She Devil with her um outsized presents. Let's say <laughs> since we're being little pussies about everything these days. Damn it, I'm right wing. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. so, <laughs> we, so we know. We know. I, I love. I love. 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 uh Shanna the She Devil. I love her and Kazar together. I love Zabu. I think. If I could go on that tour, just to be real, because they're not, they're, they're, they are imperialist scum, but they've transcended it. You know what I'm saying? They live along with the animals there. They would only be doing a tour there for you, for you to leave a small footprint and to show you the beauty of the land and why it's important to save it. And that's why. You just gave them twenty million dollars to be there in the fucking first place because you know they're doing some upkeep on this motherfucker. You know what I mean? See,
1: no, and and this actually is something that I was thinking about with Metropolis as well. I think with with Kazar because I, I always said Kazar. That's funny that you say Kazar.
0: It's one of those think, words that you read and it can be either one. I think exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. But anyway, so with Kazar in the Savage Land or with Superman and Metropolis, I think you would sort of get like risk tourism. Like, people who just want to be saved. So it's like, dude, we're going to go and parachute into the Savage Land and, like, wait for Kazar to come and save us. You know what I mean? dude, yeah. Or, like, we're going to go and hang out in Metropolis and, like, it's like tornado chasers, but they're, like, giant monster chasers. Like, we're just going to try to get a glimpse of some monster destroying a building. Like, that's why we're there. That is 100% happening. I'm just saying, and also
2: the cult of—I think if you were like, you know how people are into serial killers, wouldn't Mm. there be a market for being into the people who try to kill Superman? There'd be like, this guy tried it this way, this guy tried it that way. There'd be whole series of snapped the guy who decided he wanted to kill Superman, and half of them are just a guy who tried to stab with some scissors at like a fucking political rally or something. (laughs) But some of the ones are really interesting, like the Toy Man or the whatever the fuck, you know.
1: That's actually kind of a genius idea for like a scripted podcast. It's like a true crime podcast, but it's yeah. only about all the guys who tried to kill Superman. <laughs> all right. Dude, well, you dude. guys heard
0: it here. That's what we'll be starting in uh,
1: <laughs> three months.
0: We'll be writing that. That's an actually, well, God actually damn, a that's, great idea.
1: That's a really good idea. My mind is firing right now. <laughs> damn.
2: Yeah. I'm, t- I'm full of them. Full of it. Anyway. we can do that so, on Patreon.
0: No one can, no one can sue us on our Patreon. <laughs> Oh yeah. dude, that yeah, we I don't could do that's it. true. <laughs> <laughs> then we can they can, they can yeah. one they can one hundred In fact. I think they can sue us more than because it's actually most, most not us money. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. Is no, why a
1: what point. happens on the Patreon stays on the Patreon? Yeah, Patreon, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Patreon.com
2: forward slash the greatest pod. You'll get all types of stuff. Too hot for even this podcast. Oh, and I got a very important one for you. And that's the
0: world of kit. <laughs>
1: Wait, wait. Oh. So, so Los Angeles from Knight
0: Rider? Is that what we're talking but, about? But specifically in the world where Knight Rider exists
2: and you're part of the crew. I mean, honestly, or you if get we're to talking, go hang out. If we're talking about vacations, I do got to say you got to ride around looking at a bunch of flat booty girls with Michael Knight. You know what I'm saying? Because it is the 80s. You know, right
1: along in, in KIT.
2: Dude, glute development has not been invented. So you but just, cocaine <laughs>
1: has, so just a lot of really skinny women. <laughs> yeah,
2: so you just roll it around, overly made up, skinny women, down to Venice Beach and shit. And uh, it, it's... Uh, ah, dude. And you're in KIT, so you're indestructible. And you're yep. rich because you're with the Knight Foundation... I mean, low key, that's a great one, dude. I'm sorry, that'd be like that'd be like living in Breakin' or Breakin' Two, <laughs> like
0: <there's> n- <laughs> Electric n- nothing, Googaloo. dude.
2: Nothing bad is going to happen to you that you can't break dance or turbo boost your way out of. We're in the yep. 80s, baby. Like, I mean, honestly, that's that kind of that kind of. I like that too much, and I'm cognizant of the drug that is nostalgia. I do drugs, but that nostalgia yeah. hit I just took. <gasps> Jesus Mm. fucking Christ, I'm (laughs) flying It's like a knife hit this I also crazy.
1: love. I also love the fact that Ron's version of a fantasy land is the the proviso. You are like Michael Knight's cousin or like old roommate, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. then you travel to Los Angeles in 1983, in particular. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. our fantasy land. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mostly, mostly for Ed specifically, just because oh I wanted him the chance, oh, the chance you, you with, wanna, of the the fun of that.
2: Do you want to talk about some dangerous tourism? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go on a fucking Dukes of Hazard tour. Make them oh, yeah. <laughs> I
0: around. <laughs> we can't have you doing that one. I don't know. We can't I live can. in that land.
2: And make them happy, around and be like, hey, this is our new friend Ed, and I'm, I'm, I'm barely scrambling out the side of the fuse doors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trying to climb <laughs> out. <laughs> 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 He's squealing through the window. <laughs> 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 and
2: dude, dude, when the police finally catch us, I'm the only one who gets arrested. Like, what are was driving and jumping over everything. Yeah, uh, we we got we got who we wanted. and The Duke boys. Like, oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, uh, looks uh, like them Duke boys <laughs> got away again. Ed is getting
1: beaten with a <the> trash. <laughs> now it's like just in boys. jail.
0: <laughs> boss Hog sweating on him. <laughs> dude, dude looked like the
2: Duke boys got them another scapegoat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh, oh. Right. All right, wait. So, if we're talking about nostalgia hits from the '80s, what about fucking Eternia? Going to oh, visit yeah. the the kingdom of uh, Prince Adam, or I guess Snake Mountain if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, great Skull.
0: <laughs> I want to be yeah. evil, so you just join the evil side for a little Skeletor bit.
1: Skeletor and all the cronies. Here's the thing, Eternia, like. The the let's call it the uh, the civilized portion of Eternia, although if we have a long history of turning uh, He-Man into a like working class social commentary. So maybe that's the wrong word, but like mm-hmm. Pri- Prince Adam's section of Eternia actually seems like a pretty dope place to be. Like yeah. it has all the exoticism of like an alien land, but all the comforts of like a futuristic technological society. Like yeah, there's, there's hot tubs. At right oh, yeah. don't i remember a hot tub i feel like they have they, they kind of have anything and everything you want like they you know it's it's fully it's fully modern it's not like they're halfway there it's not like a weird fantasy land where it's like our magic keeps us warm but otherwise we live in caves you know it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <it's> like-
2: <laughs> yeah it seems like they do have like technology and uh, as pointed out by a meme and i've known this but like i hate when like uh Memes explain something that you've Like known forever but you just Like fuck there's a video that goes hey he man Had a friend named Fisto Just gonna let you marinate On that you know and I'm just like I had Fisto I got Fisto and the fucking Horse uh, I think his name was Dry Door or Some bullshit uh-huh. there was a uh, there was a horse And Fisto was the only motherfucker who could Ride the horse like I didn't even put he man in the horse when He-Man jumped in the horse, it must have been a goddamn emergency, and Battle Cat was dead in my fina- scenario or something. You know what I mean? So that horse and Fisto came as a group, and I got him for Christmas. And I was like, Fisto was great. And he had a big fist. You pull push his fist down, it would pop back up. And uh, he had a big fist. That was his jam. His other hand was regular <laughs> and he had a big metal fist. His oh, it's so, it's so weird.
0: So weird because Fisto was the uh, nickname for some of our priests.
2: <laughs> 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 God, God. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so we yeah. re- it back. Fuck it. Uh, also, I know the air conditioning was on because these motherfuckers had a shirt, oh, yeah, a vest, a motherfucking loincloth, like some and, kind of pants and some boots with fur yeah. on them,
1: boots with the fur, oh. <laughs> and underwear made of like woolly mammoth skin. Like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, okay, they had also, air I mean, we
0: talked about how Gotham would have a fashion section. Are you talking are you kidding me about Eternia's fashion section? Oh, oh dude. my god.
1: Just the the most top-notch strappy harnesses and furry speedos. Like the the best in the galaxy, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. I'm down. I'm I'm 100%. Here's the other thing, He-Man always had a glorious tan. So you yep. know that mm-hmm. they've got some beaches there. 100%. 100 well, I think <laughs> that's a lightning tan
2: because uh, that <laughs> That he got he got by the lightning. That's the motherfucker ain't tan. He got fricassee. He's like, goddamn. <laughs> he's just slightly crispy. <laughs> he man. Oh well, shit. He just makes it look good. He's just like, yeah, man. They burnt me up, dog. He's like a, like when those weightlifters or those
1: bodybuilders have to yes. go to a
2: show where they put this shit. On. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh um, my god. You know what though? I mean, I you got to give credit as much as uh as much as those. Toy creators were just doing the most out of left field and apparently sometimes uh, like subtly erotic shit with He-Man and all of his concepts. The idea of like, I can go and live in a world that's like exotic and beautiful, but also completely comfortable and modern, but also has magic that can do all kinds of crazy shit. Like, There is something, even as an adult, I'm like, yes, sign me up. I want to visit that place. Like, that sounds good. It doesn't have the level of, like, strife and sort of danger and, like, shitty quality of life that you find in Star Wars. Like, it's all just straight up, I'd like to visit that place. 100%.
0: And if you got the news from, from Eternia, it would all be things like, Skeletor thwarted, no one really hurt. Right, exactly. Right? So you would <laughs> exactly. you, you would really know that you could show up to that place and be safe and even see some crazy shit happen yeah. between a guy with a skeleton face and a giant man in a in a Dominatrix outfit, and you would still be safe the whole time. I mean, you get everything out of attorney, I think. I yeah, this is a definite visit. This is a definite Dude, visit.
2: Put and it like, on the list. And it's in our He Man episode, but just like, just imagine like the downtime of Eternia, the times when homeboy, it's like the episodes are like fucking 16 minutes long. There, There's a lot of downtime in Eternia, it seems like. Just a bunch of times when nobody's trying to conquer anything, nothing's really happening. Like you go to the fucking Snake Mountain and fucking uh, uh, Skeletor is doing karaoke and they're with Beast Man and they're like 21. Can you do something for me? Can you talk to my apps? Talk to my apps!
1: <laughs> Hello! Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. <laughs>
2: Pour pour some sugar on me. I
0: like big words and I cannot lie.
2: (laughs) Annie, are you okay?
1: Annie? (laughs) Oh my God. Control to Major (laughs) Town.
0: I definitely want to go to the karaoke bar in Eternia for sure.
1: Oh, shit. I'm picturing Skeletor as like that, uh, he's like the, the the Thai cop in Only God Forgives. Yeah. Like just the yeah. most like severe guy, but just getting passionately into karaoke for no yeah. reason. It's wonderful. <gasps> this is great. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Eterni- I mean, Eternia really is the wonderland of uh, fictional vacation spots.
0: <laughs> and you know, Not the best actually. thing about Eternia is you get fantasy and you get technology, you get like everything out of it. So like, if you want to go and hang out in an enchanted forest and see some cool enchanted forest shit, you'll have a nice time there. You want some like hot tub casino karaoke bar. It probably exists in Eternia.
1: I I, Look, I think guys are smoking a lot of hookah and watching (laughs) a lot of, you know, whatever your version of soccer is. And just getting fat in hot tubs, like that's that's a definite subculture in Eternia. Yeah, shrooms are available. Oh yeah,
2: and and that's and that's ve- and and this and one of the reasons why it's so cool is that it does seem like a clean place, despite everybody being barbarians, because there is mm. obvious technology. They ride vehicles. They live in a house with AC, as we talked about earlier. They they have to have modern toilets. Nobody has their bare shitty but, shitty butt cheeked ass up against woolly mammoth fur and walks around all day. And nope. then jumps into a fucking spaceship and flies. You know, there's no, that society, they kind of got it worked out. So I would love the fact that it's so cleanly because c- I, I love a lot of worlds like uh, the Conan Hyboria. Hi- if you're mm. a barbarian and you're making your own way, that's a great life, but you're fucking dirty all the time, man. You're like clean so not often to the point where even then Westerns, people lust after the Western lifestyle. Like, yeah. oh, I camp every day and blah, blah. Dude, ugh, I ain't even talking about the venereal disease your ass going to get. Taking your dirty ass in town and wash your ass in the same same bucket that your ass juice came out of. And you just smear <laughs> an ass juice over yourself <laughs> over and over again Ooh. with bubbles in it. And then you get up and bang some slattern who's been there for 20 years. He's saddling <laughs> up with people like you. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> that ain't slattern. no word for a man. <laughs> I just love
0: that you pulled the word slattern out, which is... <laughs> Perfect.
1: <laughs> the undertones <laughs> in this episode are so strange. Hilarious. Hey, look, man, man.
2: everywhere I want to go to fictional vacation has women at it.
1: Yeah, and, I get no, I, gotta, I, it, for,
2: I get to it's get part you. of it's part of the calculus of how I have to Ooh. deal with where the fuck what I'm do, going.
0: How now. do you think the uh, strip club at Eternia is? <laughs> oh.
1: First of all, it's gender neutral. So you're seeing men and women strip on the same stage. Yes, Yes. but second of all, beyond that, it's fucking amazing. There's magic involved, literally. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, dude.
0: Oh, Oh, also, my favorite part of uh, of Eternia. My favorite part of Eternia is going to be the uh, Orco comedy and magic show, (laughs) where you you can become part of the show by accident. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he, gets, <laughs> he just gets booed off stage every night and then he-man shows up to threaten the audience until they clap for him <laughs>
2: this is my friend this is my this is my friend anyway uh basically i believe that Eternia is winning so far it's, mm. it's, it over, Gotham, it's over a lot of places you know it's sort of a cotton candy world you could just bounce off the sponge walls I was thinking of some real obscure ones, um, like uh, Ninja Scroll World. If you were not a ninja, that would not be fun. No, nope. <laughs> it, w- it wouldn't be fun at all. Um, Akira, if you if you were anybody, Akira is not fun. No, <laughs> you, know you know what I mean. Not,
1: that's like being in the Blade Runner world.
2: Like right. Like a lot of Miyazaki stuff, it's like they're so tantalizing, but like the monsters that are around and the bloodworms and the this and that. I'd live in a few Mi- Miyazaki things if I was a super capable person who could like chop the snakes that were coming out of everybody's arms and stuff.
0: Yeah. The only good anime are like for the worlds that you would want to live in are worlds where there's no fighting. It's like the music ones where everybody's like competing over music, basically. And you're like, OK, <laughs> this is cool. I, I live in a basketball
2: up. manga. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, he's done a crazy crossover dribble on me, but he's going to reverse threat to a spin move. But perhaps he knows that I will reverse it to the spin move. It is, oh, Jesus Christ, man. Sounds That's great. great. It'd be I awesome. like him.
1: I think I think one of the interesting takeaways from this conversation, though, is like fiction needs more fantasy worlds that like seem dope to live in. And I get that Mm -hmm. a lot of the times when you're creating a fictional place, it's because you're trying to dramatize problems that Mm -hmm. become integral to your narrative. Yeah. So, you know, but I think Eternia, even as we're just spitballing here, there's a real there. I don't know. There's a real sense of like curiosity and fun to a place that actually seems like, Hey, I want to be there. And I think that applies to Wakanda as well. I mean, like there, it's one thing to look at Gotham City and be like, "Oh, it's so interesting to see these gargoyles on these range-drenched streets or whatever." But to a certain point, like, you, you get to a point where you just you don't want to be there, and then it becomes like, "Why is anybody here?" And I don't know. There's, yeah. something, there's something about world building that it's like the populace isn't just trapped in the world. The populace would actively choose to enjoy life in the world. I feel I like that's a, a great that,
0: example.
1: Yeah, that's a dimension if, that a lot of fictions. <coughs> miss, is and well, if we're
0: taking I, away our jokes and we're allowed to hang out in Wakanda, I'm 100% hanging out yeah, in Wakanda. Of course.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. But also, I think what's interesting about this conversation about like uh, the worlds that we choose to remember right. and the, the, the foibles we choose to find in them, it's that a lot of these are adventure worlds, so they have to have these dangerous things all around, so the kind of temperature... But like... <clears throat> just this this the uh the actual infrastructure of being at any one of these places i would like I would go to Pandora and mess around, you know what I'm saying jumping around you know i I don't have yep. that weird disease people had that saw the movie fifty seven times and they just wanted to go to there um but I think some of these places where if you just if you just mitigate the danger as you are hyper capable you come there hyper capable and you'll probably just have just an adventure staying alive there, but mm-hmm. you have the skills. A lot of these places get super dope, but then some of them stay dreary, like motherfucking Blade Runner world. Who would yeah. pick that? You no have man. to be a real fucking asshole <laughs> to pick Blade Runner world.
1: Um, well, you know, I, I just wanted to throw out there um, as a little bit of a tangent to what you were saying, but if we're talking about Blade Runner and we're talking about sort of an alternate vision of Los Angeles, a world that I want to that I would want to visit is the LA from her the Joaquin Phoenix mm. uh, AI falling in love with an AI movie. Cause they essentially reimagine Los Angeles as like a pedestrian city with all of this very humane technology that's made of like beautiful wood and soft colors and is all like voice commanded. And then, you know, it's, they don't make a big deal of it in the movie, but I know that the production designer and the director made a specific choice. They never show cars and like, it's it's extremely walkable. There's pedestrian footbridges on all kinds of levels. It seems to have made the city a lot less polluted. The city has grown, so there's a lot more skyscrapers. But I think there's a lot to be said for like that sensitive interpretation of like, all right, we're going to create an alternate reality and like let's not just make it the shitty version of our reality. Mm, yeah. I think that's cool. That is cool.
0: That's actually a really that is a great point. I love that oh, man, I want an L.A. like that.
2: Yeah, 100 Well, I mean, it, that's what makes it a fantasy. Uh, no, but then also, yeah, the gentility of the populace and them being able to really parse these ideas. And they seem to all be, always be in a, a continuous salon talking mm-hmm. to each other. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I just feel like, yeah, that would be a place to actually be. You know, a lot of worlds, I think, <clears throat> I would go to Total Recall world That'd be dope. As
1: long as I wasn't on Mars. <laughs> yep. Yeah, just to just to experience a recall uh, a memory. That would, be, yeah. that would be awesome. That, that actually gives me a go so
0: dope. How about um, like a like a almost like a like we just talked about like a, a ride along, but with uh, the Enterprise.
2: Uh, well, yeah. Any any kind of uh, if you're dispatched on the Enterprise for eighty-six percent of the time. It's just sick. You're flying hyperspeed, going to places, getting dropped off on RISA. So you can – well, everybody knows yeah. what happens on
1: RISA. Um, so like or what happens holodeck. on RISA stays yeah, on You got Risa. holodeck technology for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know it's what I would dope. like – if we're talking about um, space environments, I would love to visit something like uh, the O'Neill Cylinder from Interstellar. Where they, you know, they actually build one of those giant rotating space habitats, where like the livable, yeah. the livable side is on the inside of this huge long cylinder. Um, number one, I'd be curious to see like how long I would be able to stay in a place like that and not get a little crazy, because like it's it's like you have a full outdoors and like a fully round world, but it's also not, and so like. I feel like there's that tension between the artifice of it and the naturalism of it. And like, part of me feels like, unless you're born in that environment, it would drive you a little bit crazy, but I don't know. I I'd like to, I'd I'd love to visit a place like that just because I think it would be more alien than alien, like more than going to Pandora where the plants glow and are purple. It's like being in a cylindrical world that's like built to be completely self-contained. That would be interesting. That is interesting.
0: Okay, I got one. Latveria.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you're if you are there by special permission of doom, like shit yeah, yeah cuz you're going to get taken care of, but otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you, you wouldn't you don't want
0: to <laughs> live there. We def, we're not we're talking about visiting. You definitely don't do you know, no want to live in Lavaria. Do the citizens
2: Do the citizens have outside media? Ooh. Is it like a Kim
1: Jong Un situation? Because I, I'm picking probably you think I, I think it's maybe like somewhere between China and North Korea, where mm-hmm. it's like in the China way, outside media gets in, but it's like heavily, heavily censored and policed by the government. Mm-hmm. And then I think in the North Korean way, doom also controls a state media apparatus that's mm-hmm. like very, very powerful. Yeah yeah but i I mean, I do think that usually the citizens of Latviria are portrayed as being like very highly educated, very high quality of life because you know doom demands that yeah. um, <laughs> so it's like you know you can't quite compare it to North Korea, where like everybody is yeah. starving and has a second grade education, so you know
2: well, it's just funny that like basically, would you think that um So like basically he's like doing the fitness challenge and shit, and he's like asking him questions like, "All right, who is the shittiest motherfucker in the multiverse?" Reed Richards. Who is the shittiest motherfucker (laughs) on Earth?
1: Reed Richards. Who is the shittiest
2: motherfucker? (laughs) One hundred (laughs) percent.
1: You know what I mean? (laughs) No, I I think that's it. It's like you know who who was the first man to to run to you know run break break ten seconds in the hundred meter dash, and it's a real answer. And like who was the twenty third president of the United States of America, and it's a real answer. But then it's like, who's the most dangerous man alive? Reed Richards. You know, it's like they're just <laughs> yeah. slipping propaganda into an yeah, otherwise high, high class education. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad I'm glad I brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's well, interesting. I mean, it'd be a beautiful place, though. Like it seems, yeah. you know, it's it's very much like a, a northeast European, you know, um, castles and, and, and cottages type of landscape. So that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, what okay, if there's do just Doombots
0: doing shit for
1: you all the time? Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Yeah, for sure. By all accounts, that's how it runs there. So you you got to imagine. You know, you need a Doombot to fly out to get you like the best foie gras in the city. Like he just lands on your balcony, tells you to have a nice day, and flies off. And yeah, I that that'd be pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Uh the problem is right down the road in Genosha, they just got a mutant doing that, you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just all fucked up and it's just, and uh. but dude, I also believe that if you look at the okay, where in Marvel besides the Savage Land and I guess two blocks of it Manhattan that Spider-Man is constantly p- patrolling or whatever, would you actually want to live? We we talked about Wakanda, uh Atl- the Atlantis as Posed in the Marvel universe doesn't really seem that cool. It never really seems that scenic.
0: The movie version, actually, yeah, I'm into that. If yeah. they would allow it, Ta-lo, I don't Ta-lo think Ta-lo they Khan. would.
1: But yeah. yeah, you know, still. I mean, uh, I would love to see what an underwater sun looked like. Like that would be dope. That, that's yeah. that was the coolest part of Talokan in the movie. Yeah, I, mean, I, I. The thing I the thing I always feel about the Marvel universe is like I just don't want to live in New York. Nope. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I feel like living in L.A. in the Marvel Universe could be kind of sweet. Like the West Coast Avengers are nominally there. You know, Wonder Man's flying overhead in L.A. But otherwise, you know, you're not getting threatened by every wacko with a super suit. You know, it's like L.A., just L.A., Chicago, Seattle, like any of these places that are interesting to live other than New York would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, You know what? Sorry. You know what just struck me? I think i'd want to live in london in the marvel universe because you got the excalibur crew messing with both magic and the multiverse and like there's all this rich history of magic and fairies and everything in england in the marvel universe but at the same time you're not like the big red target for every megalomaniac like i think living in london in the mc not the mcu but the marvel universe would be awesome
0: yes that would be dope i'm in mean- I mean, and you know, they probably still have cool accents.
1: (laughs) I would imagine it's probably the same. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, still have dental problems, but you know, what are you going to do?
1: Oh, I just thought of one. Um,
2: How to Train Your Dragon world. I I think that'd be pretty sick. Like they they got basic bathing, and that isn't quite better than fucking westerns. But to ride
1: dragons, I would deal with my own funky ass and wear fur all the time. It is portrayed as being fairly clean, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's it's a uh, it's not it's not a stinky world, to your point, Ed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got baths and stuff, you know.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, but we don't know how often they engage in that. We're not really going to get into that. The dragons they are Vikings. They are yeah, Vikings. The, I mean, yeah. The, so the dragons. I'll just take my dragon and I'll be like, "Hey, uh, what's what's what was his fucking name? Little Hiccup? Tooth or whatever the fuck? Hic- toothless? Oh, toothless? Yeah, yeah. Toothless. toothless. Hey, Toothless, we're gonna fucking get in the hot tub." <laughs> We're gonna go to the hit the hot springs and we're gonna yep. go fly underwater and we're gonna do all this shit. And then me and my dragon will always be clean. We would get yep. getting out of the
1: Viking. I'm girl. in. I'm in and not for nothing. I mean, the the scenery in that movie, like the way they have that that city kind of built on that cliffside overlooking the water. Yeah, man. Absolutely beautiful. Like I would love to see some of that stuff.
2: Well, and just just real quick on the Star Trek tip, it just Star Trek. It's almost like you gotta go looking for trouble to get fucked up in Star Trek, and that's why yep. it feels so homey and cool. You know what I'm saying? Or you, because they're they're exploratory vehicles, so tech, by definition, by my definition, they're asking for trouble. They're going towards space and, space anomalies, and da. They're asking for trouble, and they get it, and they're ultimately capable to handle it. And to me, that's adventure. Mm. On some level it's like we go out Seeking these things we we seek to prepare Ourselves to do them when we go execute them And that's my adventure I'm kind of I think maybe Trying to be the future human Who does not like hey Timmy you have a special thing under your bed That your grandpa gave you it's a lineage That gives you the special ability to be in this adventure Blah blah that shit sucks <laughs> Go to school years Get your shit together <laughs> And go directly Racing towards Ultra spatial adventures and anomalies and shit. That's adventure, not something that's thrust upon you. Because nine times out of ten, ain't shit got thrust upon you, but a beer can or something. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's the, the adventure isn't thrust upon you like that. You go seek it in real fucking life. Yes. You understand? Know Trauma so
1: adventure right. you find is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's such a great it's like destiny is not waiting for anybody to wake up on the ro- on the right side of the bed. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's not just gonna right. be there to fall on your lap. So that's that's yeah. a very good point, Ed. So I, I want to hit some old some
0: old school, some, some traditional stories, uh, storybook lands type
1: of thing, and let's start with Neverland. That's always felt creepy to me. There's something yeah. inherently sort of, I don't want to call it apocalyptic, but there's just something inherently wrong. Like, even just the idea... Because it's orphans and stuff, right? I mean... Yeah, and, like, it's an island, but then, like it's out in space somewhere and like, where does the water take, like if you were to even try to sail away from Neverland, like what the fuck would happen to you? And, and to say nothing of the fact, right. That like the only people that seem to live there are um, murderous pirates, a bunch of like shitty smelly orphan kids and a native American tribe. Like that's, those are, those are the only options. And as much as Neverland's out, well, I know, and as much as like it might be cool to live with the Native American tribe, you're also getting like shat on by both sides of the equation. It, uh, the I don't know, Neverland feels weird to me. And then fucking Michael Jackson shows up, and you're like, "What <laughs> the fuck? How could this place get worse? <laughs> Why is <laughs> there a roller coaster here for this one guy? It doesn't <laughs> even make sense. This is a
0: wild." All right, well then let's hit oh, another shit. one. Uh, we'll do. You know what? I'm gonna go with Oz. Ugh.
1: Also creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So do
0: interesting. Mean? Are isn't all of them? I mean, the other one I was gonna bring up is Wonderland. Oh, that's from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting that all of the traditional stories are just real creepers.
2: I mean, wonder. Let's 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 talk about Alice in Wonderland for a second. I don't. I'm not really all the way familiar with this stuff. Most of it's from reading Batman and and doing you know uh, the Mad Hatter doing uh, allusions to it, and then I would look up what the fuck he was alluding to in the dialogue, and that's kind of how I know the story. So like basically, you're in this place, and everything's trying to trick you and fuck you up, and alter your perception. Is that more or less correct? Like you know you. I take mean- one... But- one pill basically. makes you
1: larger, or
2: whatever <laughs> <Yep>. the fuck. <laughs> yep,
0: basically.
1: <laughs> but also, yeah. it,
0: it's pretty and murderous too. Yeah, there's the Queen of Hearts yeah. always trying to murder you for sure. Oh, what the heads?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: But I mean, uh, like even- but they also are very stupid and easily tricked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but he, even like the 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 not particularly effective murderous parts, like a, like a Tweedle D and Tweedledum, just feel like. It's just two giant deformed lennies from Of Mice and Men. And like you, <laughs> yep. you might be the mouse at some point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Dude, and then all, right, there's, all right. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. The, honestly, the one that's most appealing out of those to me anyway is Oz. Yeah. I wouldn't want to live out along the pastures of the Yellow Brick Road, but like Oz seems kind of like a dope place to be.
2: I'd I'd like to live in the black and white Kansas. Final final offer. I'll just <laughs> there. Um, yeah, no, but, yeah, that would look that would great for you. So bad that place sucked. Oh. That place was so fucking ass. Um oh, dude, uh I'm surprised uh, this being a podcast with three dudes on it. I'm surprised nobody said, Oh, I'd like to live in taxi driver, oh, just be god. really fucking lonely. Driver
1: driver. <laughs> How
2: about heavy metal? Oh god. Dude, How about Mad Max? Be, while we're at it, even more yeah. problematic. All of these are so fucking problematic. If okay. somebody wants to be a Morton Joe, yeah,
1: right. it's, it's a bad. Yeah, uh, here's here's the real one to bring up on this podcast with three men: Barbie Land. In 100, I'm yeah. also I'm also in. Like I yeah. get it, you wouldn't want to be powerless. That's the whole commentary of the movie. But like, maybe I would for a little while. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, especially if I
2: got junked. If Mattel made me some junk, then I am straight up. Now tell me if you really wanted the me forever. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would be fine with that. Yeah, put me, give me a visor, let me go uh, jump with my, with my. I'm the, I'm the plus size Barbie man. The call, call him a bear cub. And I uh, run and around and I jump with my titties out on the volleyball court, and I have a visor, not a full hat, a visor, a visor. so it could be called acceptance and whatever the fuck. 100%. Yeah,
0: Whole and uh, and the most important thing is I get to rollerblade. Shit, yeah, you uh, do
2: unabashedly, unabashedly. There's, in
0: fact, if if like if if I if you know, his job is beach, mine is rollerblade.
1: So 100%. And by the way, Ronnie, you would love Barbie World.
2: (laughs) Oh my God, we found there'd be half pipes
1: everywhere. Oh, dude, I bet vacationing in Barbie World would also like they would take such good care of you. Like they'd be so happy you were there. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. I I think that's the spot really. More than Eternia, I think Barbie Land is the spot. Yeah, it's a graduation of the idea. Like it's
2: like, okay, you mean a place with no sword fights? Nope. No sword fights, okay. What about a skull guy? What? No, there's no, no. ugly people here, traditionally or non traditionally attractive. That's it. It, <laughs> Fucking, it, that's it
1: 100%. And, and by and way, they're all it, doing really cool jobs, it is kind of the antidote to all the male adolescent fantasies. Like, oh, yeah, all those reasons why the things you used to imagine were like toxic and fucked up. No, no, none of that's here. Like, this is just a cool place to be. <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
2: yeah, and I think it's interesting that we that we land on Barbie Land as like an actual super fun place to be in the end of all all the strife about all these adventure worlds because like there is something to these these um like we didn't talk about RoboCop because nobody would want to live there that's fucking oh, awful. Yeah. No. There's so many adventure worlds are so awful and they necessitate this killer, this monster, this thing to come through and do some shit. And I just think a lot. Where are our stories about? You know, are popular stories, are hugely popular stories about chilling out. Yeah. I'm not saying no conflict, because obviously Barbie has conflict, but it isn't, I'm going to stab you in the neck, I'm going to jump out a window with a chain wrapped around your head and swing in through the bottom window, decapitating you, or whatever. It's it's not action-based. It's... You know, it's
0: not Game of Thrones like I don't want to live in any of the areas of Game of Thrones.
2: Well, dude. Yeah, I looked up a list before we did this. I looked up a list of so-called greatest fictional worlds and people were just talking about the world building. But it was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, you built a world where everybody's getting assaulted in all types of ways that word means all the time. That's not a mm. great world. It's just <laughs> fucked up. You know what I mean? It's like it's adventurous. There's adventure to it. And people get pushed into adventures by the fact that everybody's evil and trying to do something bad to them. But I don't know how like there got to be some worlds where you would want to chill out. Imagine not being a criminal in Pulp Fiction world. It's constantly somewhere between 1956 and 1996. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> sure. fucking, all the restaurants are fucking theme restaurants with cool shit in them. You know what I mean? You meet some chick you meet some chick at a place. She knows about uh, fucking Elvis and Wu-Tang and fucking whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, she knows everything because she's the perfect girl for you. The world of true romance where you can meet a hooker and she knows all the Kung Fu movies that you like and everything and wants to be your wife. That's a, all these fan, dude worlds are fantastical, and that's why the topic of chicks keeps coming up. Is because in dude worlds, chicks are like relegated to these roles that 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 are like you are accoutrement to the dude's adventure, or mm. you at most could be some helpmate in the dude's adventure at most be a sidekick. But uh, in the Barbie world, it's designed differently. You know what I'm saying? And somebody else is the, is resigned to be in the sidekick, and and it kind of shows you what they've been dealing with forever. And I think it's interesting that that's the world that we land on as like a fun place to be because it's a world where the world understands how hard the world has been to people for a while. You know what I'm saying, and it doesn't lust after the slit throats of the monsters and the stuff. It's more about community, you know what I'm saying so like I 100%. think it's
1: yeah 100%. I, I, I'm with you i think I think what an exploration just to come down to the thing that is currently the most popular place in pop culture today. Uh, <laughs> good for us. We got yeah, there. Good <laughs> we did get there, but it's also the most popular because it
0: is the the it is an interesting ideal, like the the idea that they, everybody's doing the thing that they really want to do in, in well, this and, area.
1: And we should also uh, just make sure we point out that the irony is not lost on us that the entire point of the the Barbie movie is that like a fantasy world like that can be a great thing to imagine, but it's not a place to actually live a life. And that's why I also think it's a capstone on our conversation about greatest vacations in the multiverse, because we're not saying that we want to live in Barbie land forever. But if we're going to take a long weekend or a six day trip, uh, sign me up all day, every day.
2: Dude. And you guys know one thing about us. Our job is podcast. So you know how you can support us? Leave us a fucking five star review. Do it, baby. Your job is review. (laughs) (laughs) you can join the Patreon we've talked about earlier as well. Patreon.com forward slash the greatest pod.
0: Yeah. You can also, the other thing you can do is subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, mm. it's, I'm going to say the thing that you hate the worst. Just, just, <laughs> just smash that bell, you know, smash that notification bell. Uh, Ed loves that. It's his favorite thing uh, to hear said. And uh, in fact, if he could take a vacation, it would be to smash that notification land. And um, no, but seriously, uh, we would love if you followed us on YouTube You can check out our rebooted channel uh, As well where we reboot movies And just uh, really try If you haven't watched it, you you will enjoy it The other thing <laughs> you can do, and it's the most important thing Is buy my friggin' comedy album it's, <laughs> it's called On the Wing of a Dragon And it is excellent So please stream it and buy it wherever you can do that sort of thing So thanks for listening to another Far-flung
1: Relaxing Rizwald-like episode of the greatest. Pod.